Harry Talks. <laughs> Welcome back, friends, family. It's been a busy week on Parry Talks. You've probably seen we have announced the compilation. It's coming out March the 5th. Go pre-order it. Every cent goes to Aboriginal Legal Service in Redfern. Every cent. So go pre-order it. Add more than just like what it costs because the more money we raise, obviously, the better, you know, because that's how charity works. Um, yeah, go pre-order it. Lexi's track is streaming now. If you pre-order it, you get that track. Um, it's an absolute belter. And the ones that are coming are better, I think. Oh, not better. That's so hard. <laughs> but they're great too. They're awesome as well. Um, yeah, so please get on that, pre-order it, buy the shit out of it, do your thing. Just like, let's yeah. do something special with this. And Parry Talks is never just about me. It's always about these cool people and my cool friends and showing off my cool friends and showing that they're the coolest people in the world and just giving them a platform to do their thing. And there's no better way to do it than... Like, if you're going to spend $20 on Parry Talks in 2021, <laughs> do it on this. Don't buy a t-shirt. Don't buy a water bottle. Don't buy a Parry Talks hat. None of that. Go buy the compilation. All Australian artists, yeah? All Sydney artists. All Sydney artists. I think. Yeah, well, one, AK Sports moved to LA, but she's Australian. She's, she's Sydney. Yeah, she's about <laughs> as Sydney as it gets. Um, which, again, and in that note, I think it's good that we have this podcast coming out the week because it's True. the same energy. Yeah. It's community focused. It's a community leader, community member. And it's the one, I don't even know, do you want me to introduce this? Deej, she's a DJ, she runs this thing. There's so much going on, but I know her as Talia. You might know her as Tangela. You might know her as Mama of Douglas Street. Um, how have you been? What's good? How's 2021 been to you so far? Oh, that intro is so nice. But look... You're going to get talking in a second, but I just need to say my segues are like nothing else. That was beautiful. Thank you so much. Um, What do you say? How have I been? Is that the question? How's 2021 treated you so far? 2021 is is good. I'm super positive about this year. I'm really excited about things coming. I think there's good energy and... I mean, well, we, we as Douglas Street have taken a, a quiet little break for the past, I don't know, the past month or so. So now I have the energy to to keep going to this year. So I'm feeling rejuvenated. Lovely. I feel like one thing that I've sort of seen common, including in my own behaviour and also my peers' behaviour as well, out, like including yourself, is because there haven't been like massive New Year's festivals and all these club nights and stuff, mm. everyone's taken this New Year's period to really reflect and like re-nourish and like just rejuvenate and i feel like now that people are coming out of there not slumber but that like you know so that true. deep reflective state it's like it's been like self-care rather than like self-destruction <laughs> those january blues yeah someone said to me the other day that um that like new year's period is just your very long airport layover <laughs> That's what it is. It is. What day is now it? Now we're here. <laughs> what day is it? Yeah. Oh, should I start work again? Yeah. Just like that level of, yeah. So I think it's been yeah. nice to reflect and sort of like understand impact a bit more. And I've definitely been thinking about that a lot. Um, but like, let's just jump straight into Douglas Street because I'm a Douglas Street stan. Hey. Um, Douglas Street obviously had, I've said Douglas Street like 40 times already. Um, it I had Douglas Street. <laughs> it was an entity. Oh, just like. This My is, house. Yeah. Um, what was Douglas Street before the live stream started happening? How would you describe it? What was the hub like? Because it did have a bit of an aura to it. Yeah, it's it's been a thing for a while before we became a like public online presence. 
But the house has been there for four years and there's six of us who live there and we've been putting on Douglas Street parties for those four years and they're always, they're an event. We can fit 300 people through in a day. It's soundproofed and we have the whole setup and and that sort of thing. So it it was always the place for kick-ons. It was always the place that everyone came back to. It was always referred to as Douglas Street. So then it kind of already had, it had an aura to begin with. And then it was kind of easy to transition that into other people. Yeah, and everyone needs yeah. that spot because there's a security to it. Yeah. Like when you're on a night out, it's like... It's homely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and especially if it's familiar. And it did create a bit of a name for itself. Like it had the, there was like a Facebook group going for it or something. Like it was just a whole... And like I didn't even know anyone that lived there or anything. I just knew like just through like yeah. the... the word of mouth that like what did you do last night oh just, <laughs> just a douglas just street. a douglas street um so obviously the world sort of stopped for a little bit um and a lot of beautiful things came from that um in dance music which was sort of rare but i think one thing about sydney culture and sydney dance music culture is that we're battlers. Like we know how to keep on, exactly. keep on, keeping on. <laughs> exactly. So when that sort of all happened, what were the early conversations like about what could we do with Douglas Street? How do we evolve this? How do we stay relevant? How do we stay engaged? So it was actually the first week of COVID that we did our first live stream. So I think we there was that weekend where, I don't know, the last parties were on. I think it was Object. Yeah, oh, yeah, it was, was was that weekend. And then Monday, everyone was like, okay, that was the last weekend that we were going to party. And we were like, okay, this Friday, why don't we just, we can't go out. We can't do anything. None of us have an outlet. We can't DJ out at clubs anymore. We don't know how long that's going to be. Let's just screw around housemates in the in the living room and whatever, let's live stream yeah. it. It'll be silly. So it started just as housemates, like just as us taking turns, being a bit silly, jumping on the mic. There was a lot of mic talking to begin with. We've kind of culled that a little bit because there was like Why? so much shit talking. <laughs> I love that though. Well, I've, I've dedicated three days a week of my life <laughs> to, shit to, to shit talking on record. <laughs> Maybe we need like a shit talking segment. Oh, a 15 minute break. Yeah. And then we can go back on. I think it's like, um, we have to be fair to the DJs who will come and play true, now. True, we can't true. just be hopping on me. Oh yeah. This <laughs> crappy emceeing, yeah. natty wine review. Here you go. <laughs> but it started as, as a silly jokey fun yeah. thing to do. And also like as a mood booster, um, cause I don't know if you remember that first week, but it was, it well. was so soul crushing. And then we're like, okay, there's six of us living in this house that we have to coexist together all day, every day, and not just like come home to each other. Yeah. And then by the end of the week, everyone's a bit antsy. So it kind of brought us all together for like a common purpose and project. Yeah. Well, trust me, I know about <laughs> that first week because yeah. we had a party the first Parry Talks party oh, it was meant to be the, the 27th of March like the yeah. OG Parry Talks party yeah. it was meant to be the 27th of March so we cancelled it like the Tuesday after Object the Monday I don't know um, diving back into that though and I feel like was it easier do you think to just be like Douglas Street this Friday we're throwing a stream and just like not have that 
you know, because I feel like if I think about starting something new too much, it clouds my head about it. So do you think that hopping straight into it was just like super healthy and a super easy way to just like dive into this new base? Absolutely, because when you think about something, I mean, like I've been trying to start a fashion brand for two years and it's just like all of these things and I know it has to be better, I know it has to be this, blah, blah, blah. But then when it's a a group project and you can all go, okay, everyone has like three days to pull this off. (laughs) Yeah. Let's learn you know, all of the streaming devices, let's hook up everything, everyone gets on board and you just do it when you mm. have a deadline. Um, and it's easy because there's no pressure, but you're right, when you try and create this this baby, then it's it gets a bit scary. Definitely. Um, and there's just like a beauty in, in a sense of urgency. Yeah. Like if something just falls apart, like falls, not apart, falls in place. Yeah. That's the word. Um, straight away, it's like, oh, that's beautiful. That's brilliant. And there's a beauty in that as well. So I think so that, that those the raw nature of the OG Douglas Street streams probably helped. Like the fact that they were so raw probably helped with like lifting that energy and that aura. So our first one was like probably the worst because it was just like a throw together of, you know, it was crazy. Yeah. It was still our highest streamed video. <laughs> Oh, that always happens, right? Because <laughs> everyone was like, oh my God, live streaming. Wow, what's that? That's so much fun. And we had like 60 people, maybe 100 people watching at one time. Like everyone, friends all over the world were tuning in, talking. We had this whole thing going and it was crazy and it yeah. was so bad. <laughs> yeah. That's a, but like, I think, but maybe that was like, and that's the point of trying to make, maybe that was the beauty of it where it everyone was, was just like You're right. latching on. I just yeah. need something, like a hint. <laughs> I'm going to ask a controversial question you don't need to answer if you I'll don't answer. want to. <laughs> was was this first Douglas Street stream before the first Room 2 radio stream? Uh, it was on the same night. Oh, okay. So yeah. that's fine. There's no beef now. No, there's no beef. There's no beef. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Cause it was literally the same night and like we, we timed it because we both kind of put out things at the same time and we're like, okay, Room 2 radio streaming and like we know... A bunch of them as well yeah um and we messaged to and we're like cool what time are you doing it amazing we'll do it beforehand yeah and like the at the end of our douglas street um first stream we were like oh cool and room two radio is also streaming so if you're still hanging out go to them for the club night and it was they both served two very different purposes okay, good. Yeah, we I were agree. like lounge you know drinks in the lounge room this cozy house party atmosphere and they were like literally yeah. a club <laughs> So we did completely different yeah. things and we didn't overlap at all. Yeah. So no beef, no beef. No, when I talk, when I say that, I don't, like there is no beef. I no love beef. both crews just as much. And I was going to say, that's the point. Like it's a testament to the fact that two people can be doing similar things, but because mm. of their own personal interest, their own personal touch and flair, they can both coexist and they'd be wholesome. And you guys are like the, like a living evidence of like, you know, it can happen and we can do it and it's cool and, like, people shouldn't be competitive about... We need more people in community doing spaces. Things. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah, it just... Oh, don't even sell me on just, like, tall poppy syndrome and, like, especially in Sydney and Australian culture, I think, is so... So it's wholesome to see those two crews, like... Yeah. And you guys, like... Like, room two radio people would be at the Douglas Street train just and, like, vice versa and stuff. It's yeah, beautiful. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think... That goes back to what we were talking about before as Aussies being battlers in the music scene and like having to band together because that's the only way to do anything. Exactly. Um, Those first streams, and I know technical difficulties are just (laughs) lovely. Did you have any just like... So many. What was like the most... Was there one that was just like 
what the hell is going on? Like, why does this just not work? We, we did our first outside stream. We've done a couple of like little special editions in the garden, which have been the best streams because it's like a daytime yeah. fun event and it's just like the vibe is amazing. But getting all the equipment outside and all of the things that possibly can go wrong and like not being able to troubleshoot them in time, that was the most difficult. We were like strapping ice packs to the computer to pull it down because it was too hot so we had all these ice packs like strapped together we had fans on it and then we realized like post the stream that all of our like google because we had heaps of like google wi-fi and like yeah yeah whatever through the house that was actually competing with it and we should have just run a cord all the way so there were just yeah all, all these things that's like live and learn and then you know as live streaming became more and more prevalent and then content ids became like a huge huge problem facebook was taking stuff down youtube takes stuff down so all of that sort of stuff as well perfect so when did it turn from a let's have fun let's put some positive energy into the world live stream or probably it never changed from that but when did it go from your housemates are chilling out to let's curate a weekly sort of show and make it you know and like properly curate it and turn it into a series Mm. so when did that transition sort of happen I think episode nine. So we, got, oh, you know, you've done some research. We got really bored of each other. Oh, we were true. like, how, how long can we can we just us get up every single Friday and yeah. like DJ? Uh, it was also that was the most hectic period of lockdown, and we were really hanging out to have a guest, but we um, we waited until we could have you know, oh, you're allowed one person, you're allowed two yeah. people, and so we we did wait, we did everything by the books, and we we waited. Yeah. Um, until we could have someone. So we were kind of hanging out for an, a guest for a long time. And that was amazing. We, that was our like first lock-in when we had our one, <laughs> our one friend over. Yeah. And we were like, oh my God, party! <laughs> um, who was it? Who was... Morgan Huggins. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Close friend of the show. A very close friend of the show. When he comes over, he doesn't leave for like 48 hours. Like he'll just, Jack will be calling us, Morgan there, oh yeah, he's still here. <laughs> sleeping like leave him alone alone. (laughs) um i've heard a rumor about Mm. morgan tell me (laughs) apparently he might be coming on to parry talk soon i've heard a rumor i don't know so like he might be i don't know delightful um so yeah keep your eyes peeled for that one um he's a special he's a very special human to talk to (laughs) yeah i'm very excited (laughs) um i feel like this is one thing we can sort of relate on i'm keen to get your opinion on it when you were first gathering you know when you're like all right let's go have guests and then you started just reaching out and you know curating the like the stream every week Mm. did you find it super difficult to do that how like what were some of the thoughts like going through who we should book who we shouldn't know what we should do or was it very organic just being like everybody that i have a connection with just like let's read some out let's give them a platform both so we we have a running list of like all the people that we admire we think are amazing in the local scene and beyond now because we do the podcast as well so have a big long list of like everyone these are all the legends that we'd love to have but we there's also very much a curation process because we wanted to keep it super diverse so we didn't want to have like you know four weeks of minimal or four weeks of guys or you know so we it was all of these people but then making sure that we had enough variety so we kind of kept a consistent flow of different people coming on Definitely. And like making sure the girl to boy ratio was equal the whole time um, was a big thing for us as well. Yeah, it's so important. Like, yeah. 
and just by doing that as well it makes it more engaging because you're reaching different people and different audiences and different like it's just a good thing to do from a strategy perspective but also from like an ethical and like just a do the right thing perspective well it's just it's just nice to track also like because you you don't think about it you're like oh cool i want this made over i want this made over but when you kind of map it all out then it becomes really interesting how you curate it and you go okay this person's like vinyl housey let's have something super super experimental techno next and kind of really really break up the format to keep it interesting and engaging so yeah there is a curation process within that definitely and i think that's one of sydney's biggest challenges i think going forward is just try not to have it so segregated i think that sometimes like pre-covid it was like it was very much like you DJ this and you play that and you get yep. booked by these promoters and you play yep. that party and the same people will go to that party and you love that party. But I think, and that's one thing I think like an athletica, mm. by the way, it does really well or like that sort of vibe is it's mashing up all these things together and then people like on the dance floor is like, oh, we're, we're not that different, you and me. Like, Absolutely. And I think that's one thing, cool thing about Douglas Street as well that's sort of come through it. Um, so I think that's a big challenge for Sydney going forward as well. That was one of our main things that we wanted to think about when we were curating as well. We're like there are so many incredible party crews that do this well. We don't need to compete with that. Yeah. We don't need to have another one of these groups. Let's let's be a bit of everything. Let's be a house party vibe. Exactly. Yeah. And that's so true. Like that is what a house party is. It's Yeah. It's like you don't know what I you're going to get. I know this guy, you can't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you mind if I bring over 15 people? It's like, oh, I guess, like, whatever. Can I, uh, I've got my USB with me. <laughs> oh, that's the word. That's not on. I think, I think... No, none of that, but, you know. Oh, I don't know, sometimes. It's like, I am big, big... Right, we're going on a tangent here. We're going on a good tangent. tangent. I have massive issues with... If someone is obviously doing their thing at a house party and it's rocking and everyone's loving it and some man comes up and is like hey let me play tech house and then ruins it and so obviously ruins it because the person that was djing is now off it yeah and then the vibe of the crowd like the crowd the the punters are like what the hell like we were driving that so that's like my big house party no no when it comes to music we only have lineups at our house parties now because it's this and then you get like a line of everyone to the decks like people only play two songs no we can start that at kick-ons, but... Exactly. Like, oh, it's so <laughs> annoying. Do you have any house party pet peeves? Like, what's, like, just something that people do and just, like, tell it just it makes you... Ugh. Just, like... I think we can think of so many. I mean, it's been so long since our last house party. I'll take True. any of them. True. <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take all the bad as well as the good. I don't know. Um, peeing in the shower is really annoying. Oh, people that's always do shocking. that. Like, is it that hard? Why though? Like, what's the point? <laughs> what's the point? <laughs> like, we have a little shower cupboard and there's like literally no toilet. You just like, it's like a rolling door with tiles. Yeah. And people just like pee on the ground. <laughs> I was going to say like people stealing beers and stuff, but like, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> me. I don't know. Me. I'll take, I'll take stealing beers any day. <laughs> <laughs> me when I rocked up to a Douglas Street. Talia, I didn't bring any beers can I please just have one inch, <laughs> just a sip and you're like absolutely true maybe I just need to be more friendly I think you're pretty friendly <laughs> not when it comes to beverages alcoholic beverages uh, cool anyway cool cool um, now that we're just talking about guests let's just dive mm. into that as well um, what tickles your fancy as like 
as a fan almost like what when you like pick a dj it's like if you're being super selfish don't worry mm. about it's one week it's one live stream what do you what's your genuine taste in like a dj or a selector and or artist like what what just like gets you going i mean i'm a big minimal buff so anyone that plays kind of minimal leaning stuff i'm most obsessed with yeah um i'm pretty excited that i'm curating we're curating a stream um in march that's all house and minimal outside all girls line up nice that's my jam nice yeah yeah that's where i'm like yes amazing (laughs) i'm home (laughs) yeah this one's for me yeah anyone that brings obscure vinyls i'm like yeah (laughs) any of that but then anyone that can give us a good dance yeah you know and even if it's like out of what i would normally listen to if it's groovy and i'm moving around and having a good boogie then yeah they're at the top of my list too definitely um i feel like when i oh no we'll go who's been your favorite stream so far like music wise or just like in the energy in the room was just up and i'm interested to see if it was in that minimal genre or if it came from somewhere else Oh, or just like some so just ones that ones that step that, like, out stick out um Bodhi did a really nice one that was an outside one and he moved from it was all vinyl and he was sitting down the whole time and oh. yeah so normalized a, dj sitting down right so it was a it was a completely different vibe to everyone standing around and having a dance and he moved from ambient into just like house party tunes oh really seamlessly and like you didn't even realize that you were sitting down and like eating fruit and then a couple of hours later you were like jumping around dancing so i think that transition was beautiful was one of my favorites lovely yeah because i feel like when i like i've definitely got my taste um but i'm most like wowed or like the nights that really stick into my brain are ones that come from worlds that I don't expect them to. Absolutely. So I don't know if you reflect on that as well. Yeah. But probably like, oh, it's just the best feeling in the world. Definitely. Uh, well, I think um, there's been a couple of examples of that as well, like music that's a lot heavier than what I would normally listen to. Degrade, Julia. Yeah. Um, and they all blow me away because it's it's music that I don't, yeah, normally listen to in the week and you're like, oh my God, this is such a vibe. So yeah, I agree. Beautiful. Um, so let's just get a bit more reflective now. Let's yeah. start reflecting because I think this is my favorite type of conversation. <laughs> um, how do you think the ethos of Douglas Street, obviously it still has its roots in just positive energy and, you know, just good spirits effectively. How do you think that ethos has like changed now that it has grown and it's changed so much as an entity? Or in terms of like what other things are you thinking about now that you didn't expect and initially be thinking about? Yeah, it's weird. As soon as you start growing, then you start thinking of other possibilities and where your, I don't want to say brand, but like your, your collective can, can move into the future. Yeah. Um, and then also, yeah, keeping that ethos, you know, tight and knowing what you stand for um, has been a big, yeah, a big reflection time this past month. Uh, and yeah, it's it always comes back to the, wholesome house party vibe is what we want to continue and move forward but then move it into other online platforms we're building a website at the moment which is very exciting and then move that into spaces that aren't douglas street um douglas street goes to this warehouse over here and and stuff like that so yeah it's been a january's been a good time of reflection to go okay 
why do we love this and what do we want to do with this that we can kind of push it the Douglas Street tour yeah yeah imagine like have you seen those memes of like houses like on the back of trucks (laughs) that's what you should do (laughs) Melbourne yeah yeah yeah. oh it's like a (laughs) Douglas Street caravan oh yes and you do a caravan park tour amazing 100 (laughs) percent. you just have to steal the Douglas Street sign Oh, you've already done this. No, we haven't. We haven't. We haven't. <laughs> um, what do you think the biggest challenge for 2020 was with Douglas Street that you didn't really expect for it to happen or, you know, just something that really caused for a lot of thinking last year? Oh, biggest challenge. Gosh, I don't know. Um, I guess keeping the momentum going is hard and it's it's really exciting for the first couple of months and then you're like oh my god I do this every Friday and then like hustling that energy and trying to trying to continue that and and be fair to all the artists that are playing too like you don't want to be like oh we're heaps tired this afternoon yeah sorry like this is a bit you you can't do that like you it's so exciting to have people come play so you've got to keep that energy and having six people in the house you know motivated that's really hard yeah definitely so I mean, we're not doing it every Friday anymore. We're going to do once a month um, streams that are curated with a couple of different people. So we're going to make a bigger deal out of bigger events way less frequently. That was definitely our biggest challenge. Definitely. And I think, yeah, motivation is such a difficult thing to manage because I feel like so many people put pressure on like, oh, it's like you're throwing DJ streams. Like, what could be so stressful about that? Like, how could you be neg about, like, you're just... Like, yeah. just be ha- like, it's like, no, it's like, it can be quite draining and like, oh, so I think reflecting on that and realizing that I think is an important thing because like everyone has their own shit, you know? And it doesn't stop when the stream turns off. Yeah. You want to have beers, you want to have dinner, you yeah. want to keep mixing. It's, it's a commitment that you're like, you're going in for the whole night. It's in yeah. your house. It's not like, oh, cool. The club night's over. Let's yeah, wrap let's it up. Wrap it. Yeah. So it is, it's an all in. <laughs> yeah, definitely. How do you yeah. think you manage that? Was it just, just steaming ahead just, just like steaming ahead. yeah <laughs> um having six of us really helped yeah definitely i mean if it was any less i think we would have dwindled but having you know some people were able to take a weekend a week off and you know someone always being there and just having bodies behind the dj and you know creating a vibe i think it was would be impossible without everyone there definitely yeah um, how do you feel generally now about the live stream format? I think, I personally think it has a massive place forward in the future, um, like when clubs reopen and stuff because of accessibility and stuff. But how do you personally feel about like the whole COVID live stream sort of thing? Do you feel like the novelty of it has worn off and it's all about just like good curation and good music now rather than it being about the like the live stream novelty? Or do you think... I mean, about halfway through, it was, you know, not about the live stream anymore. It was about having recorded content that we could then push out afterwards and having fun on the night so building a community and having a a place to go and you know a place for djs to actually dj um that was that was the core of it and that was what was most important and the live stream i mean sick of people are watching they're probably not most people are going to watch the next day or throughout the week or we get most of our hits on soundcloud so they're hardly even watching the video anyway exactly but it doesn't matter. Like the the fact that it's live streamed is a novelty and that's special, but yeah. it's like not about that. But I think that the, the fact that it was, and you said this already, like 
that you had a DJ actually DJing in mm. a house to a, to a crowd or to like six people, but like that alone is a crowd. Um, I think makes a difference on the energy of the DJ and the stuff that they do play, and just the energy of the like the whole Douglas Street thing, which gives it like it's a unique edge because it's not a mix series. Yeah, and yep. like mix series, oh, don't get me started because I love a mix. Series I love a mix so series, much. but also at the same time, it's like it's cool to see innovation in that space through yeah. like a Douglas Street. Um, lovely, and I th- I love I love I love that. Like, it's just going to be, like... Because a monthly live stream, to me, sounds so much more like... It's a thing. Yeah. Rather than, like, I can just come next Friday. Exactly. I'll come the Friday after. It's exactly. like, this is, this is the Friday. Exactly. Yeah. Um, look, this is also a tough question. Yeah. Um, how did you, like, personally feel or navigate... Like, you don't have to tell me, like, whether you pay DJs or not, but how did you feel about navigating the space between... Is this a mix series where you don't really mm. normally pay DJ or are you DJing like a house party or a live stream? Because we threw a live stream and we had no idea what to do. So how did you like navigate that personally? Was it like just like a lot of thinking, a lot of tossing up or just like, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's a tough question. I we know, really but. wanted to pay yeah. our DJs. We really wanted to, um, but we don't make any revenue. We don't, uh, we don't even have a place where you can go and pay or support the DJs. It is purely a community project and... I mean, I'm very transparent about that at the beginning. I have a big, long email to say I'm so, so sorry. We, un- <laughs> we unfortunately can't pay you because of these reasons, but we're going to do all of these things to promote you as a DJ and we're going to put our, our all to, to, to give back to you as much as you're giving to us. So, yeah. you know, we do uh, a newsletter that goes out afterwards with an interview and a Buy Music Club and we have art and the SoundCloud and we have all these different points of promotion that we're trying to give back as much as possible yeah and you know people are really really happy and um beautiful about that like yeah no one kind of throws it back in your face which is nice and then hopefully you know out of this we've built up our brand enough that we can start putting on ticketed parties and then 100 percent of djs will of course be paid definitely um in the future but it was it's hard. It's hard asking for people to do stuff for free. It's the worst, yeah. It's the worst. Um, but in, in the end, like, it's... We... You know, it's not free for us to run either all yeah. of the, the speaker repair um, and all of that sort of stuff and our streaming devices and all of our subscriptions and all of that. So it's... At, yeah. at this point, it's impossible. Um, yeah. But we are super, super transparent about that. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate your honesty on that as well because I feel like it has been a bit of a... Like a... Like, a, no one's really spoken about it. Like, how do we navigate this space? So just, like, people being honest about it straight away is just, like, super refreshing. I think super necessary as well, where it's, like, so many people are so scared to, like, they won't even jump into it because they don't know how to... It's really tricky. Yeah. It's really tricky. And, I mean, you're telling people that they're not going to get paid for their craft and they've already lost all of their outlets that they were getting paid for. Like, that's so crazy. Yeah. But it's it's been a time where everyone's kind of just banded together and gone. Okay, we're gonna do we're gonna put everything in and we're gonna do the the most that we can do in this time to kind of lift each other up. And through that, then you know, hopefully everyone has a a, a really good chance to be able to start making money again and lift our scene up, kind of out of out of this. Definitely, uh, it's hard. Yeah, it's so hard. It's just it's just yeah. But yeah. like you know, we'll. It's all just having about good minds and good minds on the same page. And like, that's evidence of that, I think. 
we ha- we do always buy beers or drinks for our guests <laughs> and must. we buy them dinner so we do like pizza and beers and stuff and we're like we love you <laughs> <laughs> oh no no i was just trying to put you on the yeah, spot no, and but, I, that. but like i, mean, I just think we've it's had important this conversation, conversation so yeah. many times in the house as well like okay do we all chip in 20 bucks you know every friday but then it becomes like a really expensive endeavor and then how often can we do it and is that even enough yeah. you know is it like giving you know dj's kind of pocket change as yeah. well like oh, sorry thank you no just i think it's a it's just a thing like just be honest with people and mm. they'll respect that appreciate it, and happy to be involved like and worst case they're just like they understand and say sorry i can't do it yeah and they like totally understand like, and it's, it's so, not fine. That deep. Yeah. so fine so <laughs> fine like, we'll book you later when we can afford you yeah. <laughs> never um 2021 yes looking exciting i'm excited i'm I'm excited for douglas street 2021 and your 2021 um how do you think you'll measure success or you know what sort of impact do you think douglas street you're aiming for douglas street to make this year like how do you think just you know our first ticketed party out of the house oh my gosh that's and you know what that's been the aim for douglas street for maybe like three years yeah like pre-covid we're like oh my goodness, we move every single piece of furniture out of the house for our freaking house parties. Yeah. And it takes us two weeks to put the house back together. This is it. We're doing yeah. warehouse parties. Yeah. And we've been saying it for too long. And now we finally, we have the brand to do it and we have no excuse. Yeah. So that'll be the biggest milestone. Yeah. Um, it's also coming up to a, a year of COVID, but our one year, yeah, anniversary. one year anniversary, which is really nice. So... We've, we're going to be launching a website um, during that time. So that's going to be really exciting, having a database of all of our artists and interviews and, yeah. and that sort of thing. Yeah. Accessibility, I think, yeah. is so important for that yeah. sort of stuff. Um, did you read about, like, I don't know if it's past three yet or not, where you can have throw parties in, in like, spaces that aren't, and it be legal? 150 people. I certainly have been looking very closely into this. It hasn't passed yet. Okay, can you explain it? So the situation will be... If it goes through... Yeah, if it goes through, yeah. If it goes through, you can approach warehouse spaces or places that weren't previously... Like stores and stuff. Yeah, Yeah. uh, allowed to have parties on, like it was all warehouse parties and those sort of things. It was illegal. Hmm. Um, It's now legal. If it passes, it'll be legal to collaborate with those spaces and be able to put... It just means there'll be more places that could be venues. It's kind of opening up um, the landscape for people to be able to throw parties in different places because, you know... Where have all of our venues gone? Exactly. And I had a long conversation with Caitlin Medcalf about this. And like, there was a lot of like talk around October, November last year about like reopening, reopening, reopening. And then she was like, where? Yeah. Um, so we just have to be like super careful with our spaces. And I think that stuff like that is super exciting. And oh, the whole spaces conversation is so important, I think, in terms of just like so important so important and it's like a new fresh lens on spaces as well you're coming into a space where you can really set the like safer space guidelines and you know make it what you want it to be rather than going into a a club or venue that already exists that you're kind of i don't know going into that as it was it's a it's a fresh fresh start yeah it feels like you're properly hosting it yeah house party vibes so good yeah i'm holding i'm like he's an i've got a, i've got an idea yeah pitch it to me 
why don't we get a license for Douglas Street and turn it into a club? It's, it's, it's a possibility, right? And also another thing that's happened out of COVID is now you can apply to the council for a um, temporary one-year liquor license. Oh, wow. Yeah, so there's been like little pop-up restaurants and stuff yeah. who've been able to go into spaces um, and actually start making money and paying their artists because they've got yeah. a revenue that's coming in because of you know being able to obtain a liquor license where it was previously like semi-impossible to do that. Um, for small pop-ups. So all of these things on the horizon. Yeah, it's super exciting. Yeah. I think because Sydney sort of had the lockout free. Sorry, we've gone the two big <laughs> podcasts, like OGs, like COVID and lockouts, like the, the Ooh, big two. I know. <laughs> um, well, Sydney sort of had that lockout, like it was like two months of yeah. like no lockouts in Sydney before COVID. And it was just like, and that was my first experience going out without lockouts. And oh, I really? was like... What? This is what it's like. This is what it's normally like. Like this is yeah, what it's meant to be like, meant to be like in Sydney, and it like blew me away. So I feel like this endless, like almost tease. It's of such like, a tease. Yeah, I think that's the best way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's like a high school couple. Yes. <laughs> oh, no, high school so, couple. <laughs> just years of tease. Oh yeah, high school crush. Anyway, yeah. that was so cooked. Um. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, just like ready to explode. Yeah, yeah. I'm so excited. And everyone's in the same mind space as well. I mean, that kind of takes me to a question that I always like to ask when I do my interviews with the artists for our newsletter is, you know, how how would you like to see Sydney evolve out of this? And I mean, everyone has their own ideas, but it's, it's mostly that oh my gosh, we're all on the same page. Yeah. We have incredible, incredible local talent and we're so ready to start putting on incredible local parties and everyone is in that same mind space. So when the tease is finally over, yeah. I think it'll just be an explosion of everybody being like, this is our time. An explosion, just a massive... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I think that, I think the way forward, especially from what we saw last summer and also from like just not whispers but just like energy is promoters collaborating together and like i think that that's such a way forward especially when times are a bit more testing and like just it's so wholesome and so friendly and just like it's lovely to see groups of people coming together that like should be friends and then now they actually are this is it dipping your toes into other people's scenes and you realize that you are you've all fallen down the electronic music wormhole you're all there together it's like that spider-man meme (laughs) it's like what the hell we are the same person like Oh. <laughs> just, just need to eradicate all chin strokers or gatekeepers. Yeah. Get rid of them. Yeah. <laughs> you do other things other than Douglas Street. I do. I have so many projects. It's so silly. <laughs> um. Obviously, across January, um, you hosted Citrus. Yes. On FBI, nice late night show. Yes. Was the purpose of that show for you just to be like, I just want an outlet to play the minimal, you know, the groovy stuff you just like you just enjoyed was it just like a nice outlet for that it was it was such an amazing outlet for that and it's I mean radio is so so special and unique because you're not playing to a crowd like yes you have to understand that your audience is out there and people are listening to you so don't be an idiot but I, I mean you can be much more explorative than if you're trying to keep a dance floor going and that's so special and something that I mean is really rare to be able to get so 
yeah, it was it was a place where I could play all of the gloopy, wiggy, yeah. late night stuff that I love and I listen to all the time, but I wouldn't necessarily put in a promo mix or something yeah. for someone because um, it, it could be a bit alienating. But then being able to weave that with really accessible, mm, nice sounding yeah, sounds <laughs> that people can also like grab onto and relate and delve into that scene as well. Um, it's also a really nice challenge because FBI has such a high uh, local music quota. Yeah. So then it's also a really incredible space to be able to weave all of these local legends into yeah. into a mix too. Yeah, it's awesome. It's beautiful. Let's get. So this is great. <laughs> I want to talk about Talia at the top of the hole <laughs> before she fell into this dark, dark world of electronic dance music. Um, when did you sort of like just start to become involved? When did you, you know, when did the taste of like, oh, I sort of don't mind? Uh, look, I think like this... you, it's always been there. Like you, I finished school and was like, oh my God, I, can... I, I was going out pre-lockout. So I was like Spice Cellar, like Dungeon yeah. and all, you know, um, the old sash of Abercrombie. Yeah. So I, I did have a few, a little taste of the golden years. And so I think I was always kind of yeah. embedded in that. I think my first um, places I was going out was Bear Essentials at the top of Sweeney's rooftop. So, yeah. which was Deep House and kind of what has evolved my my music taste. But yeah, I, I am, was a fashion designer for years, um, full-time, full-time job, nine to five. And I think my outlet was always every weekend after having such a big block sitting on the computer all week, yeah. going out to parties. Um, doing yeah all of the local warehouse parties i my first place i moved to in the city was marrickville nice of course <laughs> so, where else so like i couldn't it was everything was just down the road it was yeah. walkable i think that's where it like really really started <laughs> that's one way to just like <laughs> yeah right you're like <laughs> you didn't have cool. a choice you, like, you, you, yeah. you literally have no choice it did take me a really long time to get up my confidence to to hop on decks it took me years to to pluck up the courage to be like maybe maybe there is value in my music taste maybe I can do this and I do have a space up there yeah but it took yeah it took me many years to transition from a punter which I still am like a party yeah, going course, punter yeah. we always will be um, to to someone who is confident enough to curate and put on events and that sort of thing and I feel like that is such a natural progression for so many people on the dance floors because it gets to a point where there's this massive blurred line between no this is wrong this is gonna sound wrong Mm -hmm. but like being a fan and then also being involved yeah where everybody that is a fan is effectively involved yeah for sure. because you make it yeah yeah it's just like if you buy a ticket you're involved but then it's also I think in the back of everyone's mind, it's like, how can I do more? Because it is such a, like, localised, like, core community. I mean, the Lovejoy boys, we didn't start off best friends with them. We started off, you know... We hated... We was no, big. No, no, no. We've, we've always adored them so much. But, you know, it's like, oh, cool, these are our friends. Let's go to, you know, every single one of their parties. And then we ended up being... Douglas, all of Douglas Street ended yeah. up being always the last people there, always doing the pack up and clean up with them you know, wiping down cables at Douglas Street after yeah. parties together. And you, you start to form these alliances because you are the dance floor punters that yeah. appreciate what these party crews do so much that you start becoming one. Yeah, and I think yeah. 
a big part of that as well is that a lot of promoters in underground communities don't have egos. It's like, because most of the time they're throwing parties because they just want to see that DJ. Yeah, Or exactly. like they want to see that lineup. So You're like, not making you know any money. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know what, stuff it, I'll do it. Yeah. It's like, oh, I want to see Caitlin Medcalf and Lexa Lux play. No, oh, I guess I'll book I'll them. Guess I'll, <laughs> I'll book them. You know what, stuff it. So I think, and because of that, it's a very level mm. playing field and it has really wholesome results like that. Yeah. So it's beautiful. It is beautiful. Um, how'd you get involved into radio? When did that begin? So that began at the beginning of last year, uh, beginning of COVID again. I never really thought I was going to be a radio DJ or radio presenter. And I started dance class and then I couldn't put on events and I couldn't. Yeah. And then it slowly became apparent that radio is such a, such a beautiful and important medium in this time. Like there's been such a big resurgence of radio in you know recent times especially in this past year and then I fell in love with it like it was it was incidental um and my mentor was 80 80 Chewy who's so special who we'll talk about (laughs) (laughs) and I mean she does what she does so well and was a huge inspiration to me as well and I was like I want to do that yeah she's just the goat yeah um yeah and I think I definitely reflecting on my own experience I've listened to more FBI and Skylab than I have in years. Like, yeah. And it's just because, and I'm like, what was I doing? Yeah, like, what, yeah what was I doing before this? <laughs> because I was like, I'd, what I used to do, and this is very cheeky of me, and FBI is great for this. Yeah. Because I'd, I like, I'd listen to the show. You listen, you just go down the track list and you, yes, I mean, everyone does I'm that. I'm a thief. Everyone I was just being a thief. Yeah. But then now I've really enjoyed and really thought about the flow of the show and how yeah. this makes sense with that. And also, just like giving a DJ or presenter your trust and time is like a super important thing, and mm. you learn so much about them. Yeah, like f- through listening to a weekly show, you you form a connection with them. You absolutely do. It's, Radio it's, is such a like singular, solo experience, and yeah. yeah, that's so special. Especially if you're like, especially FBI, it's such mm-hmm. intimate. It is connection, and especially like when you know. Not know the person, but like you've seen them everywhere. You've seen them DJ a thousand times. Exactly. (gasps) You can text in. It's not weird. You're like, they're going to read my message. (laughs) It's it's community radio. Yeah, it's the best. It's just... 82. 82. The GOAT. I I consider her... She's like... Well, maybe not. I don't know about greatest of all time. But like, she is the best DJ in Sydney, in my opinion. For for me, she's, she's always been... I mean, an idol, but an accessible idol. Someone yeah. that you can relate to and you know, you know, she's a, she's a school teacher. She's, she's a person. She's a, she's a dorky, like amazingly dorky, yeah. cute Sydney girl. Like she's, she's not someone, she's on a pedestal, you know, for a lot of us. But, but for good reasons. But she's not some, you know, crazy, I don't know, celebrity DJ. Like there's, there's so much that you can relate to that makes her super special. That's why I think people are so engaged and enthralled by her though because it's like oh, 80s here come on Let's go. <laughs> anyway i could talk about 80 for weeks um yeah it's just like it's just so nice to have community leaders and members that are so accessible i think yeah and because like in some other worlds they're not like, and so down to earth and willing to um impart their knowledge as yeah, well definitely. and give everyone else an equal leg up as well it's not hogging the spotlight it's let's help everyone and build this community yeah until you start stealing their songs they're stealing their track lists from front <laughs> to back um 
Oh my Everyone God. does that. Yeah. So many people say that to me. But like, it's the easiest way to dig music. Because it's like, one, you know, half of it's going to be from Sydney, which yeah. is good. Yeah, like, which is awesome. Far. Yeah. And then it's just like, they're always going to be banging. You can trust it. Yeah. Um, all right. I'm going to end the serious part of the conversation there. <laughs> now let's talk some absolute off-topic rubbish. Hell yeah. And I feel like the one thing, and I say this to everyone, the one thing that I love about Sydney is our food. Oh, yeah. Food's the best. Yeah. Especially, I'm not going to dox your suburb. I'm not going to tell everyone which Douglas Street. <laughs> just in case, you know. Yep. Um, especially in where you live. There's some yep. absolute hot spots. The Inner West. Yeah. The Inner West. Okay. I mean, oh, that, look. That. The, the Inner West, great There's going to be some Parry Talks. There's going to be someone wearing a Parry Talks t-shirt <laughs> knocking on your door. Like, Let me in. No, because he's real on that. Um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> so what's your favorite, like, fast food? Like, take like Macca's KFC, like that level of takeaway for you. Like, what's just like the cheat? Or are you just so self-disciplined that you don't even engage with it? There's one. There's oh. only one. And this is also going to give away my location. <laughs> I don't even know why we bothered. <laughs> Brothers Kebabs. Okay, yeah, true. Right? Okay. Yeah, okay. Like, I mean, is that not like the hotspot for kebabs? I mean, I, yeah, always get the falafel roll. They they know our order. They know yeah. our faces. I haven't been there enough this past year, but hoping to... Reconnect. To reconnect. <laughs> to re-engage. Oh, They're so wonderful. Tough. I've like I've ordered Brothers Kebabs to warehouse parties, mid-warehouse party. Yeah, that's a must. Eaten half, gone, mm, going to save you for later, put it in my bum bag. Yeah. Oh, no, that's... <laughs> Whipped it out no, of kick-ons. No. <laughs> Literally. The takeaway. No, that's not on. <laughs> Sorry. Well, like, I've done that before, but every time I do it, I'm like, oh, I'm hungry, and then... For some crazy reason, my appetite isn't there. Yeah, I mean, and that's then... where you put it in your bum bag for later. <laughs> oh, I didn't see you as a, as a kebab person. I'm usually not. You said, like, you know, your one cheeky... Yeah, the, the excuse. ...grotty late night. That's, that's what it okay, has to be. True. That's well, like the creme de la creme. I'm a KFC man. Yeah. KFC on Crown Street. Oh, that changed the game. That's changed the game. <laughs> Last Friday, I was there. Tonight, I'm going to be at Cafe Frida's. Yep. You know where I'm going for dinner. KFC. Oh my goodness. Man, come on. Like, there's no, no joke. No, no. Cafe Frida's is such good oh, no, food. Oh, no, no, no. But the thing about the food there yeah. is you go and it's really well put together food. And it's like the ca- the chef there is brilliant. So you want to go and you want to just like pick and choose. Oh, maybe mm. a bit of that. You don't want to stuff yourself. There's a couple cocktails as well. Yeah. So you just take the edge off there. And then if you have four or five beers, that's when it's like. Yeah, you need a. Zinger box. Yeah. Let's go. There if you, go. you eat meat. I, look, I don't. That's the shit thing about KFC, and that's my big gripe with KFC. There's no vegetarian options or vegan options at all. Yeah. I don't think there is, other than the chips. I haven't checked. They do good chips, better than Macca's. Okay, thank you. Mm. Great. <laughs> all right, what about now? Let's talk serious now right. about food. Yeah. What's, like, your favorite, like, just spot, restaurant, just, like, there's just, everyone just has that one spot that's just, like, oh, can we please just go there for lunch <sighs> or dinner? I feel like everyone does. I, I feel like I mix it up heaps. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it depends. I always go back to Yuli's. Like, Yuli's yeah. is an old fave, especially because they've got the brewery. I mean, they do the best, like, shared finger food. I always go back there. Correct. Um, I've been to Golden Gully and Sunshine Inn heaps this year. Sunshine Inn is beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. Two, $10 pass of Tuesdays. Come on. It's so good. And have you been to Golden Gully? I haven't. So they opened that one first, and that's in Leichhardt. And oh. it's very, like, Australiana. Like, I don't know. It's so It's yeah. so cute. Good wines, but then you're in Leichhardt with 
the kind of like old Leicott crew yeah. too is, is quite nice. So but, yeah, all of those kind of spots I love. You know what I've been loving mm. recently? Have you been to Redfern Surf Club? No. It's got that energy to it. It's yeah. just like a, that barry sort of, yeah. but like, like windows are all open. Yeah. It's so beautiful in there. Check that out. Redfern Surf Club. Sponsor Amazing. us. Just down the road from here. Actually, no, don't Wait. go to any of those places. Just come to the Gladi. That's all. That's all I'm allowed <laughs> true, to contractually. True. And final question. Yeah. Ask everyone this. Who is, who do you think needs a Parry Talks podcast? Who deserves to have their story told? Who's on next? You ruined it because I actually would have said Morgan because, I mean, his his new release is amazing and Lovejoy had, like, just started their new record label and that's pretty awesome. Oh, I don't know. This is too hard. There's so many amazing people doing amazing things. Okay. Um, it doesn't have to be one person. You can just be, like, all these people. All of these people. Um, you can do the programming for Paratalks for the next six months if you want to right now. Oh, yeah. I'll send you some suggestions. Um, Josh Deering uh, just changed his DJ name. Um, he's now releasing under Amwa. Um, and he put out an incredible release uh, on... What's the new label called? Mid, Mid, Midheaven? Have you seen this? It's, yeah, it's, it's a new Sydney project. Nice. Um, and it's a new label that's just started up. And maybe go check that one out. Done. Lovely. <laughs> Harry talks. She spoke for an hour. Wow. Was that an hour of us yeah. talking? Tangela Talia. Whatever, whatever I can you talk forever. It. Please stop me. No. We keep them at an hour. Yeah. We could talk for years. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. It was really nice. Next time, post-COVID, when there's a Douglas Street party and you find me at a Douglas Street party, yeah. I'll give you one of my beers. An audience, <gasps> not you, Talia. Audience member. If you come up to me and you're not like... Me. You're not me. No, I'm not giving you anything. Um, no, if you come up to me and you're like, oh, you interviewed the D- Douglas Street person, right? And you say that to me, I'll give you free alcohol. Hell yeah. <laughs> thank you guys for listening. Thanks so much for coming on again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>